This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Great to talk to you right before the NBA Finals coverage here on 98.7. We've got hockey, we've got baseball, we've got a lot to do. So, Gordon, let's go to work. At 1-800-919-3776. Also, you can reach us on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Brian the Brain and Tom TB 987 Bauer. We're here till 9 o'clock. NBA Finals coverage here on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Hello, Gordon Damer. Larry, how you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling great. How was your weekend? Can't complain. All good, right? Yankees just win, win, mm-hmm. win. It's mm-hmm. scoring 18 runs. They're picking guys up out of the minors who are hitting home runs every day. And life is good. Life is life good. Is, uh, are you enjoying yourself as a Yankee fan? I am. It doesn't seem like anybody else can enjoy themselves, but I, I'm I'm loving the hell out of this scene. It's fantastic. They win every day. It's like... It's almost like seeing the greatest movie of all time, like 1998 was for a Yankee mm-hmm. fan, and mm-hmm. then you get to relive it again. I mean, that's the pace that they're on right now. That It's it's absolutely incredible. That was supposed to be a once-in-a-lifetime kind of season, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of work still to be done. Obviously, yes. they got to pay it off with a championship, but at least in the – I like to live in the now, Larry. Yeah, I tell my kids, the future, that's a figment of your imagination. Nobody knows what the future will hold. Yesterday is gone. Live in the present. And the present, as a Yankee fan, is fantastic. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. And you know what, Gordon? Even though uh, not great road trip, not bad as a Met fan either. No. It's, not this bad. Is the, like, if, if your thing as a sports fan is you can't enjoy it until it's a championship – you're in the wrong field. You're in the wrong <laughs> thing, man. You're you are going to live in misery. And life as a sports fan is generally misery. But you can improve the odds a little bit when things are going well to sure just can. enjoy it while it's going well. The only thing, and we'll talk a little baseball in a minute. But I'll just say this: the only thing that is frustrating to me, Gordon, is mm-hmm. every time I turn around, Atlanta's doing something. Well, they were going to wake up at some point. Exactly. Um, the the good news is that they've woken up about as much as they can wake up. They've won yes. what eleven in a row, yeah. and you still got a pretty sizable lead in Five the division. So uh, at Five some point they're going to cool off. Um, yes. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. You don't want to mm-hmm. make it a little too uncomfortable, but no, no, no. Yeah, I mean life is good for Met fans. Life is, is good for Yankee fans. So let's let's just enjoy and let's not look ahead. Oh, October, the trade deadline. Well, this thing and that. that thing. Oh my lord, just. Kind of enjoy. I just had to laugh because before we came on, I saw a tweet. Joel Sherman had a column. Well, you know, Yankee season's grown great, but they're going to have to pay this off with a championship. <laughs> As if that hasn't been the goal the entire time. It's been the goal for five years. Since Aaron Boone got the job, all we've heard, Yankees got to win a championship. Yeah. So now the fact that they're doing well, now they, now they really have the to win a championship. Now they yeah. really have to win no, a championship. No, really. Now they really. <laughs> Yeah, this is real. You know, we, we know they this. had to win one before, but no, 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 no. no now they no, really now. have to win one. Right. <laughs> Gordon, we have some unfinished business with the Rangers because yeah. this happened while we were off the air. And I, that has got to be, and I touched on it a little bit yesterday, but that's got to be for the more, and I'm, I'm talking about players now, for the players that you can't have a more devastating loss than that one in an elimination game. It's 21 seconds left, Gordon. You tie the game. Yeah. Okay, so now you've got momentum. We got a shot. We get this to overtime. You never know what can happen. Shesterkin's been really good, great. Uh, we haven't played the best, We, you know, but, but we're right there. We're right there. And, Gordon, before you can enjoy it, the puck is down the other end and they score. That has got, that has got to be as bad a heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching loss as you can have in an elimination game. Just has to be. And I, and I don't know because, you know, again, I'm not the, the hockey fan, but I just know I know as a sports fan that if I were to put myself in those shoes, like you're the you're the main character in your own story. Right. So when that happens for your team, you immediately think, see, this is the signs that it's all coming together. This is the signs that it's meant to be. It is our turn. And then to have it change that quickly. It, it is absolutely gut wrenching. It's 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 that way with every sport. At football, you, you you get a touchdown, the other team comes right back and score. You know, Bills Chiefs playoff game kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, yep. It it makes your it makes your stomach drop, right? It makes your heart sink. So, yeah, it's a very difficult way for a season to end. You are hoping at least to get it back to the Garden for a game seven, but 
You know, it just was not meant to be. Uh, when that momentum changed and, and the lightning got their legs under them, uh, it, it was a different series. And it's crazy that after the first two games, to me, the only reason it would be disappointing is because you allowed yourself to dream, right? You, you yeah, had those yeah. first two games. And it wasn't just that you won the games. You outplayed them in those two games. I mean, you look, you were clearly the better team. You had the better goaltender. Everything was clicking. And then from that game three, and it's kind of hard not to go back to game three and think up yeah. 2-0, on the road, <sighs> chance to go up 3-0. It's uh, it's painful. It's a very successful season. I know it guys is. were debating all 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 day today, and and since the the season you know ended, uh, you know, was a successful season. I think it can be a successful season, even though I do think the Rangers kind of. Bl- I can understand why fans would feel like they blew it mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. were up two zero. Yes. you know the numbers up two zero in the conference finals is something like ninety one and seven all time or something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. And you were up 2-0 on the road in that game three, and then things changed, and uh, you were just never able to get it. But, I, I mean, look, that's the thing with hockey, man. These games are so close. These games are so tight. Yeah. Scoring is so tough to come by. It's not like basketball where, you know, you can blow out a team fairly regularly, right? It's not like baseball. You hit a three-run home run, you have some cushion. It just doesn't happen that way in hockey. So it's very, it has to be very frustrating for a Ranger fan, even though it was a successful season. Plus... Could the schedule makers give them two days between games? <laughs> <laughs> not like the NBA in week one, huh? We're not even like the NBA in the finals. Yeah. We got Wednesday. We got Monday. We got Thursday. We got – I mean, three three games between days. I mean, listen, that Ranger team was exhausted. But, Gordon, that wasn't the total story of uh, game six, was it? No. It's the – so what happened with Capo Caco? And Gerard Gallant, those two. So let, 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 let's examine this a little bit, shall we, Gordon? Let's examine Let's do it, it. yeah. All right, so here's uh, Capo Caco on being scratched. I don't know. It's it's never fun when you're not making the lineup, so wasn't so happy about that, of course. All right. Uh, let's hear now from the coach, Gerard Gallant. So, coach, uh, why did you scratch Capo Caco? Trying to win a hockey game, just dressing my lineup. So when we sit down and talk about our lineup, that's what we do. We love the kid. He's a good player. He's a good young player. But we just thought uh, the best lineup was trying to win that game. Okay. Now, Capo uh, Caco, will you use the benching as motivation? I think maybe more motivation, you know. Like, I want to show, like, I'm better than that. Like, you should put me in the lineup. Like, I can, I'm a good player. So I think that's the thing. Coach, did you scratch him because of his play? It's not about his game. It's about the team game and the lineup. And like I told you, in most of the games, we had some game time decisions on certain people. So that's the way we made it up. If this guy didn't play, if this guy played, so that's how we went into the game. We weren't sure what the lineup was going to be during the warm-up. All right, uh, Capo, will this scratch affect your desire to play here? I don't think so. I don't think so. I like to play here, so I don't think so. This, Gordon, is, is real interesting, and... And and here's what's funny about it, because there's numerous stories about what happens when when coaches have to make a move in a panic, okay, or in in a game where they feel a must-win game. You go back to, uh, and and the guys were talking about earlier on the K-Show, when A-Rod was pinch hit for. (laughs) You remember that. Yeah. In the postseason, Mm -hmm. okay, when Torrey batted him eighth. I mean, mm-hmm. there's different things that happen. Look, heck, we could go to the last game, game four, Celtics-Warriors, Steve Kerr pulling Draymond Green out the game in the fourth Absolutely. quarter. Absolutely. All right, so these things happen. The coach's job is to win. And so, here's, look, guess what? If he feels that he, this guy's not performing or there's a, a different thing or a gut feeling or something like that, Gordon, that's his job. His job is to give his team the best opportunity to win. And if it meant for him that Kako was not going to give his team the best opportunity to win, then he should have sat him the way he did. Uh, unfortunately, you make these type of decisions nowadays with social media and everybody having their say, uh, it better work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's got to work. You know, the reason we're not taking calls about uh, Draymond Green and Steve Kerr is because it worked, right? Mm-hmm. They won the game. So if, it, if you make a, con- you know, so what seemed is a strange decision, it does seem like, you know, I, that people are, are kind of puzzled why that's the time to do it. Um, 
I don't think that that's why they lost the game. I don't think that that's why they lost the series, but people are going to hold on to decisions like that, controversial moves that you don't see coming. And if they don't work, uh, people are just going to double down on it as if that had some impact on why the Rangers did not win that game. I don't think it was. I think the Lightning were just a better team, and that's sometimes yeah. hard to take, right? It's hard to deal with the reality of that. So, uh, But, you know, we'll, we'll see if that uh, impacts Capo Caco's future with the Rangers or if, uh, you know, they have to you know shake things up with him and moving forward, even though he was such a high draft pick and all that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, if it doesn't work, Anything that was controversial ahead, it's, a, it's like the shot when somebody takes a shot and you're like, no, 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 no. And then the shot goes in. You're like, oh, no, good shot. Good, t- good, good, good job. job. You know, good job. Absolutely. So. I love when you're aggressive like that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> shoot or shoot. That's what they do. <laughs> that's right. Hey, coach, was this season a, a success? 100%. 100%. Now, did I want to win and be selfish and win my first Stanley Cup? I sure did. A lot of players down there did too, but I'm real happy. I'm leaving here today, going home, and proud of our season. And he should be proud of the season. But here's the thing, Gordon, and you kind of you touched on it earlier. Expectations change as you move throughout. And you're up 2-0. And 2-0 in game three. And you lose four straight, that's tough to take. So now the question becomes, what do we need to do to get better next year? And this is, they got a bunch of free agents. They got some, un, they, you know, they, they've got... Uh, you know, uh, uh, quite a few guys that they have to make some decisions on. And for me, I don't know how they're going to do it because I am not. I don't know what their salary cap is like or anything like that, but the one thing that is clear for me is they have to find a way where they can, A, improve at the center position because Gordon, for me, um, you know, they didn't win a lot of faceoffs. <laughs> okay, so so that's one thing I think they have to find a way to do, and they got to find a way to improve their scoring five on five. Gordon, when you get to the postseason, you can't live and die on on you know the power play because and special teams because you're not supposed to have the special teams. You've got to be able to score five on five. So for me, these are the the major things that they have to find a way to do to improve on. But the tricky thing here is as we saw from their roommates at the Garden, you, you, you better make the right move because you can set yourself back and go in the opposite direction if you make the wrong move that, A, hurts your chemistry and that is not as effective as you might think it will be. You better be damn sure that what you're doing is going to work. Yeah, I mean, as great as this season was, unfortunately, next year now, you are going to have to deal with expectations, right? I mean, there were no expectations. That's what made this run as fun as it was because we did not see this coming. But next year, you can bet a trip to the conference finals, back in the playoffs, all this type of stuff. And it's funny. I feel like for the longest time, previous Ranger runs – they were done in by the fact that they could not score on the power play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this time, that's the only time yeah. that they scored. I think that you can feel confident in the group that they have because of how things kind of came together this year. Um, you know, like it seems like a lot of the things that, uh, you know, had to go right did go right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is jo- a Galant's first year or Galant's first year. Um, you know, they've, they've had some change in the front office. So the jury is still out, kind of out. But, um expectations you're gonna have to deal with them but it's a far better situation to be in than where they were a couple of years ago the nice thing is is that you put this plan in place to rebuild and you've already seen some fruits i mean think about all the rebuilding efforts we've had in this town that have seen that that tree has never grown (laughs) that tree is dead on arrival so at least it was nice to see some actual fruit from that rebuilding tree and now we have to see if the we say it all the time, the old John Madden line, it's not the pain of just losing the series. It's the realization of all the work you're going to have to do, all the moves you're going to have to nail to not only just get back to the same spot to have a chance to go further, but to actually go further and win a cup. So uh, a lot of work to do for the Rangers. The positive side is they seen firsthand what it takes to get to this point and beyond. They've seen it. They've lived it. The bad side of it is you got to start to do it all over again, as you just mentioned, Gordon. Plus, successful season is going to be defined by you having to get to the conference finals. That's oh, it. yeah. Right. You, you got, that's no, minimum. Absolutely. Absolutely. Minimum. Yep. Absolutely. There's no, you know, oh, we made the playoffs and we no, lost no, the no. tough no. series. Stuff no, 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 no. You, you, <laughs> that's, that's the goal. I mean, unfortunately, that's the – 
That's what's setting forth. And, and look, it, it's, you, you got the goaltender. You, you, yes. you don't have any questions about that. The kids nope. seem like they played. You know, I know the Kako thing is, um, you know, one that people will question. But the kids played. I mean, that was your best unit pretty much throughout mm-hmm. the playoffs. So yep. you got some youth there. You're the Rangers. You can certainly appeal. I don't know what their cap situation is, but the Rangers are Broadway and all that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we shall see. But uh, it, it's a good it's a good starting point. But, yeah, those expectations next year, you don't get to – you go. You don't. the The shelf life of a conference final run does not last until the following season. You don't get any any uh, any benefit of the doubt. You got to do the exact same thing and get further next year. And that's not always easy. No, health Ask issues, the Islanders, a little right? luck. You know, I mean, hey, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know that you get to face Louis Domingue no, <laughs> first no. round next no. year. I don't no. know. I no. don't know. My, what my limited love- hockey knowledge will be co- yeah. will be forgetting about the name Louis Domingue very shortly. That's even a shorter shelf life. <laughs> it's funny, like going a great run like that, and so many people reach out to tell you, you know, how proud they are of you, of your group. But right now it stings. But it's it's hard to be proud couple days after we get bounced like that so but I mean this this thing's important we were just talking about when Tampa lost the uh, four straight to Columbus and Torch said we've created a monster so I think you know obviously we felt like we could have gone the distance but that sting is what's going to push us over the edge I think Chris Kreider still stings Gordon still bothering oh, of course him. you understand I mean, it I, you know I mean it's tough for fans I mean, imagine the players I mean, oh. the, the amount of work that they're putting in and yeah and you think you you know you might be on the cusp of something you've been dreaming about since you were a kid? Mm-hmm. It's got to be it's got to be brutal. And you're replaying every every play. Oh, right? of course, every play. You got no sleep, <laughs> no sleep. Just replaying every single thing. Gordon, folks want to talk. Let's do that. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Trevor's in Manhattan. Trevor, start us off on the ESPN New York tonight. Hey, fellas. Uh, I just had two quick questions. Uh, the first one is: Do you think that we'll look back at the capo uh, healthy scratch as the way that uh, Belichick didn't, didn't I'm sorry that Belichick didn't start Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl like that all that ultimately cost them maybe a chance to make it and my second question is um, the for the Mets the Cohen already stated that he wouldn't go and try to sign uh, Aaron Judge but do you think that maybe next season he might go after J.D. Davis in Boston J.D. Martinez in Boston sorry thank you fellas all right, Trevor, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I'll start with the second one first, Gordon. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, here's what Steve Cohen will do. He will sit down with his baseball people, Billy Epler and company and Buckshaw Walter, and what they, it, hopefully they will get to where they need to go this year. But whatever, however they fall short, he'll make that move to go get that, per, that piece that he feels will take them to the next level next year. Heck, he'll do that. This year at, at the trade deadline, if they feel there is something that needs to be done when they sit back and say, okay, look, you know, maybe we need a, another bullpen piece. Maybe we need another, some, some depth here. Depth here. Maybe we'll do that. I, I think he will do whatever needs to be done to get this team to win the championship because that's his goal. Uh, and I'm not – I know that the, the, the prevailing feeling is that he's not going to go after Aaron Judge. He doesn't want to start some cross-city, you know, spending thing – I don't even believe that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, uh, if it turns out, you know, I have to see how the Mets season ends. Yeah. But if, if there's a possible, I mean, why wouldn't he be? How, so you're telling me that Steve Cohn is in on everything. He was desperate to win a championship, but there's this one. Oh, but I don't want to go after the guy who's putting up the, the, the best season in baseball right now. I don't want to tick off the Yankees in the process. I don't believe that. I think that there's a possibility that they do go after him after the season, but we have to wait to see how the story ends first before we know what the next step is. In, in terms of the, the Capo Caco thing, I, I don't think it's that because, you know, Butler and, and Caco, they're not the same type of player. Mm-hmm. And there were so many other things that I think if you're a Ranger fan, you look back on and regret. You, you regret game three. You regret uh, Strom at the doorstep not being able to put that goal in. Uh, I don't know necessarily the the Capo Caco one is is one that you're going to look back and say that's where we lost the series. No, I don't think so. Brian's in Oceanside. Hey, Brian, you're next on 98.7. How's it going, guys? Uh, I'm a diehard Islanders fan, and I I put my ah you finally come out of the sports bunker, have you, Brian? Aha, uh-huh. you've been you've been down there for the last couple of weeks. You didn't want to know what was going on, and now you can show your face again, my friend. 
That's that's correct. I did watch all the games. It was like having dinner with your ex. It was like <laughs> it, it, it just hurt. It was like drinking sour milk by accident in the morning. It was horrible, but I put myself through it. And as much as I hate them, they showed incredible grit. They're a good team. But I just want everyone to remember that just one year ago, it was the Islanders in this position. And I think that they had a terrible season. They're, whatever they're doing to reboot in lieu we trust. And they, they, everyone has to remember in New York that this is going to make for some great hockey next year. I don't see the Islanders having as bad of a season as last year. And I think there's a lot, a lot of uh, uh, angry Islanders in that locker room of the way the season went. So I think it's going to make for some great, great hockey in New York. Well, listen, Brian, thanks for the phone call. And I'm sure a lot of Islander fans were sitting there like, go Tampa, go Tampa. go." Because, you, you, I mean, Gordon, you don't, want, you don't want the Rangers to beat Tampa no. when you lost to them two consecutive years. God. Not- yeah, that, that's, that's unacceptable. But I will say this. Gordon, for a city that's been struggling, I mean, potentially to have the baseball season we've got from two local teams, the potential hockey season we've had the past couple of years, right? When you think about what the Islanders have done, going to the conference finals back-to-back years, Rangers went this year. You know, for, for a city that's been dying for a championship, at least we've had some sports that's been interesting. Yes. And uh, it looks like the baseball, it's really about the football teams, right? I mean, it it, is, they're just been is. pathetic. So hopefully they're on the, on the swing upward. Uh, the one thing about what Brian said about the Islanders sitting in their locker room, I hope they're not still sitting in the locker room. <laughs> the season's been over a very long time. They can go home, guys. Go home. It can take a couple of days. Listen, well, if they're sitting in their locker rooms because they missed it because for 13 straight games, they couldn't sit in their home building. <laughs> so they were like, oh, this is what it's like. Right. Hey, I kind of like it here. You know, yeah. I just wanted to get a feel of things. Well, I said to you guys at the beginning of the season, my longest deal has been my entry-level contract, so hopefully it's a little longer than that. But we'll see. Like I said, my first choice is still to be a New York Ranger. I think I've given them the indication that's my feeling. And if that's not the case, then we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. I, like I said, I don't really know what to expect because I've never been through it. I have no idea. I've watched Trade Center and whatever, or Free Agent Frenzy, all that stuff. So I guess it'll be weird to see your name on that friends list, or on that list. But we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. This business is crazy, and I think things can change at any given moment and you know we'll see what happens but uh yeah Ryan Strom making a bid I want to come back I want to come back Gordon I want to come back I want to come back why would you want to leave a team went to the a young team like this goes to the conference finals of course you want to be back yeah I mean they had a lot of fun it was a magical kind of year so in New York City it's what you know and yeah I would like to if he didn't want to come back that would really be an issue right that would be another story yeah (laughs) It'll be a totally Get me story. out of here. I can't take this place no more. Exactly. I don't, who, who wants to be here? <laughs> Mark's in Jericho. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. How you doing, guys? Hey, Mark. Uh, that, that clip was very fitting because I think, uh, you know, watching this team for years and years, that Gallant's biggest mistake was not about Capo Caco. I don't think that's, that had a major effect. But playing Ryan Strom the last two games on one leg, was that he put himself at such a big disadvantage, not just in the face-offs, but in terms of defensively getting him back. That first goal they scored the other night, um, it, it was a one-on-two, and it was Lindgren and Strom together, and Strom couldn't get to the blue line to cut off uh, Stamkos. He had no ability to skate, and it just put them at a major disadvantage. You know what's funny, Mark? And thanks for the phone call. <laughs> Gordon, when you've got a guy who's injured, I don't care what the sport is, they always find him. They always find him. When he's compromised, you're, he's always found. You can hide him in the outfield, the ball's going to get hit to him. You can, you can put him on the ice, it's going to be a one-on-two, like the caller mentioned in that situation. Put him on the basketball court, Steph Curry's going to go right at him. No matter where you are, when you are compromised with an injury, the, whatever the sport is, the puck, the football, the basketball, Whatever it is, it always finds you. Always finds you. And that's the thing about a playoff series, right? You really – it's not like the regular season where you see a team and you see a different team. You see this team every single game. So, you know, I, I'm sure that there's you know, plenty of information about what the other team has, what players are hurt, what they're hurt with, and everything. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about nailing it down to every advantage that you can get. And, and the Lightning are as, as good – two-time defending champs. They, mm-hmm. they, know all, they know the drill by now, so – they get there for a reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we saw it firsthand. I mean, the fact firsthand. the fact that they're in the cup final, and I know they're not favored, but they have a chance to win three in a row. That does not – forget about hockey. That does not happen in sports anymore to win no. three in a row. That would be unbelievable. 
How do you keep your teams together in this? Free right. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that has not happened in hockey since the Islanders. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Long. I was a kid. That's how long ago it was. I won't tell you what I was. (laughs) Mike's in Hawthorne. Mike, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hi, guys. Great show. Thanks, Mike. Mike. What's up? Uh, Just a a couple of quick points. Um, The Rangers had a fantastic season. I'm an Islander fan, but I really believe the Rangers had a fantastic season. My, my, Two points that I'll make and then I'll hang up and listen to you guys is, first of all, I don't think the Rangers shot enough. They didn't put enough quality shots on goal. And I also think they got outweighed. Uh, Their defense wore down because bigger, stronger guys were running them, wearing them down. Uh, Tell me what you think. All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I'll say this, they definitely didn't put – enough shots on goal Gordon they, they didn't test him enough and when they and they didn't test him at different angles and and you know we, we've we've gone through this they've had a couple of games unfortunately in each series where Gordon they just got stuck in their own end like yeah for that was minutes, happening a lot as the series went along yeah minute absolutely. after minute after minute and, and when they finally could get the puck over into their end they were exhausted I mean lines would change and they would just still be back in their own end so no there's no question I it's funny I could I could just hear I could hear old talk shows from Ranger fans yelling about Barry Beck shoot the puck Barry I mean that's, <laughs> I just kept hearing that in my head all during this time they, they definitely did not put enough shots they didn't test the goalies enough they didn't yeah and, and I mean look the fact that the lightning had all those days off uh we thought with the way that the series started well you, you don't want to have all that time off obviously you come out flat and the Rangers have grabbed the lead I think that that did eventually play a part in this series the Rangers seemed like that they were gassed and the mm-hmm. lightning seemed like the much fresher team now is that just because the lightning are the better team I mean it's amazing to me we we like go through all this, right? Like, oh, this is why the Rangers lost. This is why the Lightning won. The Lightning won game three by a goal. They, they controlled game four. They essentially won game five by a goal. They got an empty netter, and they won game six by a goal. I mean, these games are so close. The, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the margin from win to loss is so small that I think we get carried away thinking, well, it's this, it's that. You know, I think the Lightning were just slightly better, and they were slightly fresher because of all that time off uh, after you know controlling that previous series. That's why when you're the Ranger front office, you have to look at this and say, okay, how good were we? How great was Shesterkin mm-hmm. that kept us in this? How, what do we really need to do to, A, do a better job at scoring and getting more pucks on the net. Do we need another score? What what do we need? What do we need to jettison our offense a little bit without sacrificing our defense? And what adjustments do we make? Do we need to make defensively so that, you know, on, on some occasions, I mean, Gordon, there were two two people standing in front of Shesterkin. And defenders like, you gotta get one of those guys out of the way. You can't have two people standing in front of him. Yeah. So, you know, situations like that, I think that's what, you know, the Rangers brass when you sit down and you you put your, you know, your video together and you have those heart to heart, you know, come to Jesus meetings about how this team, what you really need to do to improve this team, those are the little things you have to look at because you're right, Gordon, the margin of great teams sometimes are not that much greater than anybody else, but they execute that much better than everybody else because of chemistry. They know where everybody is, familiarity. You're able to keep teams. There's just so many little things. Gordon, you know how it is. The big things, people handle the big things. The Rangers handle the big things. Little things will kill you. (laughs) Little things kill you. It's almost like a football team that's been bad, right? And then to go from from four wins to eight wins is a lot easier to go to eight wins to 12 wins. Like each step up the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the ladder becomes more and more difficult. So the good news is the Rangers have taken a lot of steps up the ladder. Problem is that those next few steps to get over the top, toughest ones. those are the hardest ones. Yep. Toughest ones. Uh, John's in Jersey. What's up, John? You're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? Gordon, I usually call you to uh, talk about my Knicks, but I'm not going to put myself through that sort of torture <laughs> uh, a couple weeks away so uh, i wanted to talk about the rangers i really just run the gauntlet real quick but a couple points i'd love i'd love to hear your insight um i'm very bullish about the offseason really because watching what drury and the uh management did and went out and picked up a bunch of guys that 
I don't know that any real Ranger fans, if you're a diehard hockey fan, you know about the Moss of the World and, and the Cops, but I don't know that anyone else did. I thought they all played a huge impact. Um, I was not thrilled with Reed being a healthy scratch. Not And, you know, he, he played such a great role the whole year, but when he didn't play for, I guess it was games five and six, you know, it's not about his stats. It's about what he brings to the ice. And I think back to last year, and the Rangers got bullied off the ice last year. So he, he kind of put a, a halt to that, and I appreciated what he did. So it'll be interesting to see who they bring back. Um, one of my I have two big concerns. One is Igor Shesterkin is a magician, and we've been so blessed to go from Richter to Lundqvist to Igor with a couple, you know, scrubs in between. But, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent in two years, and I don't know how happy he's going to be that he's saving 45 shots a game and they're not winning. Now, granted, it's one year and they got there quicker than expected, but that kind of brings me to my next point is we're speaking in future tense about the certainty that the Rangers are going to be around for a while. And you guys have been around for a long time. I've been watching sports for a long time. You know, some of those teams that you're just sure are going to be around for a while because they got that good young core and they showed so much, they regress or they never make it there again. So I'm really hoping that the taste that was left in their mouth after being up 2 nothing, and 2 games and 0 and all that stuff really sticks with them. You know, I like seeing Mika and, and Kreider sort of kind of empty-eyed at that presser because I just know that they're going to come back guns a-blazing next year. Um, but I'd love to hear some of your some of your thoughts on that, and if you're bullish or if you have any concerns. I mean, we were exposed as a five-on-five team in the playoffs. Kreider crushed it on the power play all year. If you look at the the season, we were not a very good five-on-five team, and we have we stockpiled all these young pieces. It's time to cash in for for one more vet. Um, if they're not gonna if they're gonna actually think about letting Kako go, which I'd be okay with, because I think Laffy's a real deal. I'm, I'm a little worried about Kako using that money and getting a guy like a Palat. Um, just a veteran that knows how to win, or maybe taking two of these young guys and trying to trade them for one. A um, lot of stuff to go through. I appreciate you guys talking hockey and, and giving me the platform to talk about it. So we'd love to hear what you have to think about that stuff. All right, John. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, that, listen, you're right. Uh, as a matter of fact, Gordon had a tweet yesterday from a gentleman who said, you know, is, isn't that what happened to the Yankees, the young Yankee corps, after they get one win from going to the World Series, we're expecting them to get to the mm-hmm. World Series and they haven't yeah. gotten there yet? And it's true. It's That's why you have to be very careful with the moves you make when you're that close. Okay, you have to be very careful. And, and no, you got to do your homework, Gordon, because you can take a step back. There's no guarantees you get back there. Everything has to, everything worked right for them. Injury, the, the type of injuries they had, how they did it during the season. Uh, you know, they fought hard in the postseason, got some breaks with some goaltending situations. But nevertheless... Uh, you know, they they were talented enough to get there. And they were talented enough to beat this Tampa team. They just didn't do it because of certain things. And so that's why they have to go back and figure out, okay, what are these key things that we can do without taking away from our nucleus, taking away from the foundation of this team? Well, just this this run alone. You want, in, in the opening round of the playoffs, you won game seven in overtime. Yep. So I, that that could have went the other way, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the all the different shots of that game seven, but I mean the the run could have ended right there. So no, absolutely nothing is guaranteed. That's what makes it so frustrating, as we said before. That it does seem like the Rangers are in a good spot, but it all kind of depends. There's no carryover from one year to the next. It's nice that they had this great run, but now they got to find the next pieces. And I'm not the person to tell you what those pieces are, but that's what you know. Every team thinks all the teams mm-hmm. that made the playoffs this year well we were this close we we're that close we were this play away and actually being able to identify that and you could be a better team next year and not get as far that's yeah. that's the beauty of sports man it's very very difficult i mean you know you're you're florida you're like how do we get swept by tampa and the rangers come out and beat them like the first two games yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you know. And especially in hockey, it seems like yeah. hockey is just so – it's such a crapshoot because the games are just so close. So many of them go to overtime, and, mm-hmm. and, and the winning margin often is one goal. Yeah. So when, when the, it's not like a team generally runs roughshod and is winning games by two, three goals. It's, it's usually it comes down to one goal, so the, the, the margin of error is very narrow. Tremendous. It is. It really is. We've been saying hockey with you. We turn our attention to baseball at 1-800-919-3776. Also be a Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We're here until 9 o'clock. Then we begin our coverage. NBA Finals Game 5 
Warriors Celtics tied at two in Golden State. Gordon and I will give you our thoughts about that a little later in the hour. Um, Gordon, let's wrap up our calls here with Richard in Manhattan before we turn our attention to some baseball. Richard, you're next on 98.7. Hi, Larry Gordon. Before, uh, fellas, before I get to my Ranger point, Yankees, do you know that Judge is hitting 318? He's got 24 homers and only 48 RBIs. That's ridiculous. You got 24 homers, you got to have at least 70, 75 RBIs. Not his fault. It's where Boone is batting him in the lineup. You know that, Larry. A guy with 24 homers should have a lot more than 48 RBIs. He should, but Richard, you know the new style of baseball. Yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you put the, you you want your you want your guy up, the best hitter, right? right. Gordon, you want him up as much as right. possible, and he only Get bats lead off one inning, guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, yesterday yeah, but he's only got 48 RBIs, 48. Right. You know, we'll give you so we'll give you an Richard, example. Richard, I think it's working. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I hate to like, complain. It's, it's working pretty well. <laughs> the corollary is this. The new wave triple crown should not be homers, batting average, and uh, RBIs. It should be RBIs, homers, and runs scored. And I think Judge can win that because I think mm. runs scored are more important than batting average. So if you use a corollary of that, I would say that runs scored is more important, mm. and I think he'll win the triple. But all right, let me get to my Ranger point. Larry, Go. you'll appreciate this. Okay. This year's Ranger team, and I'm trying to think of all the sports, New York sports teams in the last 60 years, I can correlate this to this whole year, and I can give you the perfect example. It reminds me, and Larry, you'll agree, I'm sure, the 76 Yankees. The 76 Yankees went into the season with very little expectations. We had just traded the best player in baseball, Bobby Bonds, and we just had uh, Catfish Hunt that got hurt that year, 76. So there weren't that much. Ex- 75 was supposed to be our year, but the Red Sox took it from us. 76, we went into this, a season with very little expectations. What happened? We led the American League East from start to finish, had a great playoff run, beat Kansas City on that famous Shambliss homer mm-hmm. in the game five in the ninth inning. Okay. So it was a wonderful, wonderful ride. What happened? We played the Cincinnati Reds in the World Series. Four straight, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose killed us, knocked us right off. Big red machine. Left, left, right. Left a very, very bad uh, uh, taste in our mouth. And what did we do? We went out and got Reggie, and uh, it was her history. We got 77 and 78 World Series. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Same type of team. So there's one more quick thing, but I just want to bring up with the Rangers. I'm watching the game. Now, I'm not the greatest hockey fan, so I'm not, I can't tell whether a team is playing hard, not hard. The announcers, in the third, especially in the third period, the, announce, and the reason I didn't put the radio on, because I was in a bar, and, you know, the, the, uh, there's a difference in the time. So usually I like listening to the Kenny, or I like always listening to the local announcers, because, you know, you get a truer picture. Yeah, but I had the national announcers on, on TV. And they kept saying, especially that the Rangers look tired. Tampa's the fresher team. The Rangers look like they're a step slow. The Rangers don't have any energy left. You know, me as a hockey fan, even though I'm not a big fan, I would rather have not known that. I would rather just know Tampa's outplaying us or just keep it focused on Tampa being the better team. I couldn't, you know, but that that's what my opinion was watching the game. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank All you. right, Richard. Thanks for checking in. Listen, uh, you I tell you, you watch that game. You didn't need the announcers to tell you they looked a step slower periods in that game. Yep. They just did. Yeah. You can know twenty games in forty days. That's a lot. It's a lot of games. Yep. You don't do that no, in the regular absolutely. season. Yeah, I mean, it, it it clearly told its it, it wore on them, and the fact that the other team had so much rest before the series, I think that kind of played into a part in it as well. So, but even then, right, we're still talking about a, a one goal game. In Game Six, we're talking about a couple of one-goal games in the series that the 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 Lightning were able to win all four of them. You know, that, yeah. not Game Four. Game Four was a blowout, but mm-hmm. the other three were essentially all one-goal games. Yeah, they were, they were. But uh, yeah, but but to to go back to Richard's point, here's the other thing, Gordon. Listen, um, yeah, the Yankees went back and they, they made they made a major statement. They saw that they were missing a big time power guy who knew how to win from his years with the Oakland A's, and they brought in Reggie Jackson. And yeah, that that made the difference. So you know that's why you have to understand what you need, go out and get what you need, and make sure that you don't make the mistake of you know hurting your team. And in a sense, you know, with that stirs the drink comment. 
Some people thought it might have hurt the uh, the Yankees, but as it turned out on the field, it wasn't a big deal because they just continued to win. Talent wins, right? That's it. Definitely does. Let's go back to the phones. Gordon Lee's in Manhattan. Hey, Lee, you're next on 98.7. Gentlemen, what's happening? Lee. Gordon, yeah. I got something for you okay. to think about because I know you're a Yankee fan and you yes. always got answers for Aaron. Well, yes. I got one I want to throw at you for Larry. Mm-hmm. It's called Larry's Logic because Larry, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm glad we came out of the West Coast 5-5. Five and five. I'm not mad, but you always say, don't worry, don't worry. I'm starting to worry, Larry. I'm starting to worry a little bit, man. You know, how long can we How long can we hold it down before we get our two aces back? Lee. I got to ask you that question, man. Lee, you know I'm going to tell you, Lee. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Lee. But listen. You were Let me five and you. five on the West Coast trip. I'm it, not, it took, we could have been six and four, but I'm absolutely. going to take five and five. Of course and you come, do. And come home happy. But absolutely. You know, but you know how we put all of these naysayers in line? The Knicks, I mean, excuse me, go oh God, my Knicks. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, all because of Trey, all because of Trey. Yeah, I know. Got you started. All we got to do, we won like what, six in a row, seven in a row at, at best this year so far? Mm-hmm. All we need to do is go on one of those nine, ten game winning streaks and then let everybody say, you know, the Mets are for real. And for us to be able to hold it down and not have lost virtually what little ground we have without our two uh, stars and to be able to produce. And, and, and let's face it. We know that, hey, the runs are keeping us in the game, hitting mm-hmm. is keeping us in the game, and the pitching yesterday was off the chart. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that was a game yesterday. You, mm-hmm. couldn't, ask for a, you couldn't ask for a better game. Nope. And to come in there and to have uh, Lugo and, and, and Diaz on the back end, mm-hmm. really a good game. But all we can do is just keep doing what we're doing, keep the line moving past the baton, and hopefully we'll get on one of them nine or ten game rolls just like Philly and, and Atlanta has. But you know what? I was just saying earlier, you know what? You see what happens. You fire some of these managers, and all of a sudden these teams start getting hot, man. Always good to hear from you, gentlemen. Same here, Lee. Thanks for the phone call. And I really can't figure out the Phillies, Gordon, because Rob Thompson is not exactly a different guy no, from what no. Joe Girardi is. They really well, must have got tired of him saying it's yeah. not what you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there might have been a little per- personality. And, and look, just, you know, you shake things up. I think that they, I think they're better than what they were playing under Girardi. I just yes. don't think that they're as good as they're playing right now. Exactly. Uh, I, I would just say to Lee, you know, he's saying about, you know, silence the doubt. What doubters when it comes to the Mets? I haven't heard any doubters with the Mets. I think everybody is – Mets have played great baseball. The offense is, is doing the job, and it's just a question of when you get the co-aces back and – when they come back, do they stay back? Um, especially when it comes to DeGrom. I think that that's the – and even then, I don't even feel – I feel like the, the default position right now that I hear is that, well, as we just have to hold on until DeGrom comes back. I don't hear any caution – outside of you, Larry. I don't hear any caution with Met fans, with the media, or anything. They are of the belief, at least as it seems to me, that they think that when DeGrom comes back, he's going to kind of pick up right where he left off. Hmm. I, I know you don't feel that, that way, I and I, 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 yeah, I, I don't want to bring up his name because I know how you feel about that until he's actually pitching games. But it's getting closer. We're getting closer to him it returning. Is. There's no question about it. Yeah, you but know, it, it you, seems you know who like the doubters a lot of people are? are confident. You know who the Met doubters are, Gordon. You Met fans <laughs> because we've <laughs> been know. through this. Yeah, well, you know I can understand that. I can you know, understand we've been that. Through it. And, and and I, as soon as you hear Atlanta's won 11 law, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> well, even though I, it's early, it's like, oh, here we go. Here comes Atlanta again. <laughs> to me, even more than how they've played or Steve Cohen or Buck Showalter, to me, if I were a Met fan, getting DeGrom back and keeping him healthy would be the greatest sign yep. to me that this is different, that this mm-hmm. is not the same. Because the Mets have had good runs before. The Mets have had good teams before. But there was always that thing that kind of just lurks in the background and then eventually the other shoe drops. 
to get DeGrom back, and I'm not even saying pick up where he left off, just be, you know, ace-level material type Jacob DeGrom, who we've kind of, you know, I don't, I don't need him to be the best pitcher in baseball. I just need him to be an ace pitcher uh, when he returns. Mm-hmm. But to see him come back and stay back and stay healthy, that to me would be a sign that, yeah, this time it's different. I agree with you. And, and just for me, and, and once again, it's, it wasn't so much of the Mets going 5-5, five and five, and I thought they could have gone 6-4 and four on, on the road trip, but I'm happy with 5-5. Five and five. I'll take 5-5. Five and five. Okay, I'll take 5-5. Five okay. All right. Uh, but the thing was, I, 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 I looked at the standings, and how is Atlanta 5.5? <laughs> that was the thing. Like, how, they won 11 straight? Like, when they get hot, man, they get hot. They don't play. But look, I mean, the good news is they've won 11 straight, and you still got a five-and-a-half game. Exactly. I mean, that five-and-a-half game lead is a pretty significant lead. It is. It really is. And you're, you're getting a breather in your schedule now where you've got, you know, a Milwaukee team that's hit a Banged little up. skid. Yep. And you got a Marlins team that's gotten kind of hot. Their pitching is pretty good, but, you know, you, you like your chances there. And you're, you're in your building. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. There are reinforcements on the way. Scherzer, DeGrom, both progressing well through their throwing rehabilitations. Scherzer was at uh, the ballpark. He threw to hitters. DeGrom just a little bit behind him in terms of timetable. I think there's a chance you're going to see Max Scherzer sometime around the first week of July. DeGrom not long after that. That's pretty good news, Gordon. But once again, I'm not rushing either one of them. I'm good. I've got a five-and-a-half game lead without them. Okay, I want them to be healthy when they come back. I don't want them to pop into the lineup and then something happens and they come out of the lineup as we get closer to the dog days of baseball going into the pennant stretch in September. I want these guys to be ready to go down the stretch because as I get to the postseason and when I face better teams consistently, that's when I'm going to need these guys. And with DeGrom, considering how much time he has missed as a result of this injury and how much time he missed last year, you just know that if he has some sort of speed bump and has some sort of setback, there's a very good chance he's not going to pitch at all. Yeah, exactly. So Again. You, it's almost like bet your life, right? Like yeah. you've got, you you got to bet your life that this guy is 100% healthy and he's going to be 100% good to go from whenever he does come back because the trade deadline is not that far off. And you know that with the amount of time he has missed from this injury alone – uh, if he has any kind of setbacks, boy, it's a, a, a very small chance that you will see him this season. The ultimate rolling the dice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and look, at, at some point dice. you got to throw him out there. If he says oh, he's yeah, healthy absolutely. and all the tests come back good, yep. but just because you got healthy doesn't necessarily mean you can stay healthy because last year it was it was different things. It, it kept popping up, right? There was three yeah. different things last year that popped up. So hopefully he is able to get back because the Mets – the Mets with him, they are a legitimate World Series contender this year. There's like mm-hmm. four teams to me, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Yankees. Those are the four teams to me that are separate from the other, the, whoever else makes the playoffs. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, the Mets don't have DeGrom. I don't know that they're necessary. If I lined up those four teams, I don't know that they're all on equal footing if he's not back. Mm-hmm. Even with Scherzer? Yeah, I think that the appeal of the Mets is Scherzer and DeGrom. I'm confident mm-hmm. that Scherzer's going to get back and he'll be healthy and, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. DeGrom, it just seems so murky to me. It seems so, yeah. you know, and, but you never really got any real answers for, like, why this all of a sudden popped up after the year that he had last year and all the time off that he had. So that's why I'm a little bit more hesitant with him. No closure. <laughs> no, no closure. None. No, None. no closure at all. You have no. no clue what it is. You still don't know what it is. Yeah, you're just kind of crossing your fingers and holding your breath. And yeah. and look, they're not. It's not like what they're saying is uh, not trustworthy. It seems trustworthy, but mm-hmm. it seemed trustworthy last year when he went away. Yeah, and came back did. and went it away did. and came back. So I don't know. The problem with I think though what I what I feel a little better about this year, Gordon, is it's not. Him saying, I feel this way, I'm right, coming back. Yeah. It's more doctors and organization saying this. And even the uh, acting GM who had an incident that he can't act as GM anymore <laughs> with this right. team. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, the people that are the decision makers now, I feel a little, they have more credibility. Than absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And even he, the acting last year, said, you know, we need players making their own decisions where he kind of hinted. You know, like you know, some of the, we understand that players know their bodies, but sometimes, like the doctors have to step in because players are going to play anytime. Going plays will always try to play, 
They're always going to try to play. Well, some some exceptions. But most players will always try to play. <laughs> I can think of three right off hand. <laughs> right. right away. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Right. Um, Two of them are on the same team. Look yeah, at that. That's very true. How about yeah. that? Uh, so in most cases, uh, players want to play. So you have to stop them from against themselves. And you need doctors. And, and I think that's the difference this year with DeGrom. But what I was going to say earlier, Gordon, was that um, – the reason why five and five was acceptable to me on the road mm-hmm. this trip was because they lost the first two to the Dodgers. Yeah, and, and to me that's the that's the real heart of the road trip, right? Because you want to see how you match up against the Dodgers, even though you don't have Degrom and Scherzer, and to lose the first two games the way you did, where it didn't really seem like they were competitive offensively, and then come back and win the last two the way they did. That makes you feel good. So, mm-hmm. uh, look, I think that a lot of it is based on the fact that you have as big a lead. You know, if the Braves were a game back and you went 5-5 five and five on the road, I don't think you'd feel as good about it as, right. as with the five-game lead. So, mm-hmm. you built up that. If that's the toughest that you have over the course of the year, you're in really good shape. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Uh, one of the th- – and, and here – Gordon, I got to tell you this. And, and guys – you can hit the Edwin Diaz trumpets for me because he deserves it. Because I have sat here, Gordon, night after night, mm-hmm. and just destroyed him. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, rightfully so, because he deserved it. Yeah. But to be fair, he this season, for the most part, he has been outstanding, including a dominant five out save yesterday uh and he's even, just he's oh yeah he's even great. though he had a good year in the i think it was the shortened year i mean it was a shortened season but this is the best he has looked to me since, as a met yeah since seattle you're right yeah now let me ask you this yes they it's a close game not necessarily last night but a close game you hear the horns has he done enough at this point that your initial feeling is I trust him to get out of this do you trust him in a big spot I'm getting there you're getting there okay I'm not there yet okay I'm getting there I'm getting there because I, I think for me it's it's team-based does that make sense mm-hmm. it, it's it's team-based if it's if it's Atlanta if it's a, a really good team with really good hitters I, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive I'm better because I believe that he's earned that. He has earned me to have more confidence in him. There's nothing else he can do. How he's pitched this year, Gordon, there's nothing else he can do. He's done his part. It's up to me to make the adjustment. He he has pitched this year like the year he had in Seattle where he was, you know, lights out. I mean, he's 102 last night, Gordon. It's amazing. I mean, he's got nasty stuff. The stuff has really never been in question. I mean, his 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 arm is has been great. It's um, been location. It's been location. Yeah, every once That's in a while, issue. gets in a little bit of trouble. And he points up. He didn't point up anywhere last night. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so I'm getting there. I, I'm getting to the point where I I'm really trusting him. Uh, so he he's worked and he deserves it, Gordon. He's pitched well. Oh, he's, he's really been, pitched. He's well. been fantastic. I mean, he's got 48 strikeouts and 25 innings. Yeah. So, uh, Buck Walter brought him in. To face Mike Trout. Now, Gordon, I got to tell you. <laughs> At that moment, it was, it, that's there was where some the trust doubt. hit the road, right? <laughs> there was, I, he was not in the circle of trust. No. I was going to tell you, Gordon, I felt better because we had kind of a lead, but yeah. he, wasn't in, he was not in the circle of trust. But he was able to get out of it. So here's what Buck Showalter talked about after the game. What went into the decision to have Diaz face Trout? Um, I don't know. He's one out of five days. He's facing, you know, one of the best hitters in the as a tying run in the game. Some people think the best, and I got arrested. Good pitcher. I'm, they're best. They're best against ours. You know, if he could keep his pitch count down, I knew he was going to be able to. Unlike the other time, he had enough rest to go back out there, especially where they were in the order. And I knew the things they could and couldn't do the rest of the game off the bench. So, Gordon, this begs the question. Was Diaz, because Buck has no problem bringing him in in the eighth inning. Like this is the second or third time he's done it this season. So the question becomes, was Diaz mismanaged previously? Was he not put in the best situations for success? 
was he brought in after maybe two or three outings in a row and he didn't really have his good stuff and he was brought in and that's part of the reason he has been so uh, so inconsistent and unsuccessful previously because the reason why I have to ask Gordon is because as you mentioned he is this is Seattle Diaz this year and it happens to coincide with Show Walter and how he's using them yeah, uh, maybe that is, you know, they have a better read on his strengths and weaknesses rather than previous regimes who thought to themselves, well, this is our closer. We're going to him come hell or high water. And and it's worked so far. I mean, there there has not been, I'm sure he has probably has at some point this year blown a save, but I, I, it, it, there has not been that, that meltdown game that mm-hmm. you have seen in the past, especially that first year where he was giving up home runs left and right. And just, uh, it seemed like he was a guy that was just never going to click here. So uh, I can understand, you know, look, closers are going to blow games. Chapman sure. blows games. Everybody blows games. Um, but it seems it, he does seem like he's at a different spot right now where you can have some confidence, even, you know, we, we started playing the horns almost as kind of like a, a, a joke, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh God, here, here come the, here come the horns, Let, hold on to your chair. But I, I think he is, he has started to build some trust with the Mets fan because he has been like, this is what you thought you were getting when you made that trade. No question about it. No question about it. <laughs> Driven deep to right field. There it goes. He's done it again. The amazing Matt Carpenter. A two-run shot. It's 12-3 Yankees. Yeah, I don't really have words for it. You know, I, I obviously feel good at the plate and got my swing where I want it. And I'm just, you know, trying to go out and execute. You know, win, win a pitch. You know, winning win pitches, taking a pitch at a time, and just trying to have good at bats and. You know, been able to put a couple of good swings on some balls here here lately. The voices of our Michael K on yes with the call and Matt Carpenter on his hit streak. Hardesting Damien until nine o'clock here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I'm going to say it right now, and people are going to laugh. It's not the first time they've laughed at me, so it's okay. Gordon, I think what Cashman has done with this team this year. He could be. He could be in line for executive of the year. Uh, these pickups, yeah. I don't these pickups that he's made. I mean, come on, Gordon, Matt Carpenter. I mean, who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what? And everybody passed on him, Gordon. He's been out there, just waiting for somebody to call him. Uh, what he's been able to pick up, what he's done, but the the people that you've had depth wise in the bullpen, no Chapman. I, you haven't missed him. <laughs> no, you, 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 your Advil is full. You haven't, you haven't taken an Advil in months with him well, being out. I'll tell you this, Larry, and I brought this up on Saturday. You know, everybody's trying to figure out a way to describe how great this Yankee run has been. I think the greatest accomplishment of this Yankee team is I on Saturday. It's been at least a month. At least it's probably been closer to two months since anyone has called and asked for Aaron Boone to be fired, mm-hmm. called Brian Cashman an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Cashman should be gone. He's a, you know, he spends all this money. That is the biggest accomplishment. That's how good the Yankees have been. Nobody is complaining about Brian Cashman or Aaron Boone. That is something like when the Rangers won the Cup, most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime, Larry. That's right. That is incredible that nobody is complaining. <laughs> they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't. And and Mark, Matt Carpenter, it's like it's like 98 all over again with Shane Spencer. Yeah. I mean, Shane yeah, Spencer exactly. came out of nowhere, started hitting all these home runs, and uh, that's that's been the case for, for Matt Carpenter. Now, look, he, he's slugging like 1,200, so <laughs> I don't know if this is going to continue. But he's a nice little piece to have, another lefty bat. And uh, those those are important. So good stuff. Great great pickup. And uh, he has he, it's certainly been a blast from the past for him. Here's what Aaron Boone had to say. And when obviously the conversation about Matt Carpenter. So here's what Aaron Boone had to say about Matt Carpenter's performance. Couple of home runs yesterday, Gordon. He's been on fire. Coach, what do you think? What he's doing, what he's done since he's gotten here. Six homers now. Um, you know, I, I think he's had probably. Th- three balls to the wall too for outs it's been a lot of really good at bats tremendous play down there at third you know you're seeing i think the the fruits of of some labor that he put in and over the winter time and 
I know he was very curious about to go find out uh, in spring training and early this year, and 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 he's seeing the fruits of that from a guy that's been a really talented player in this league for a while. All right, Aaron, be honest with us. How happy are you to have Carpenter here right now? It's been such a joy to be around since he's got here. You know, a guy with his track record, a guy with his resume, a guy that's had his career that's just come in here and, you know, you can tell every day just excited to be here and has jumped right in with those guys and, and become a huge part of this. And in the opportunities that he's 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 gotten, he's obviously taken full advantage of and really excited that he's on our team. And you should be. Because of yeah. what he's brought to the table, he's been successful. What do you want? Hey, yeah, do you every want? day, every day he plays, he hits a home run. It's great, pretty good. Gordon, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Eli's in Washington. Oh well, this is this is like uh, you know this is unfair because that you know in terms of the criticism for for the Yankees. But go ahead, Eli. Go ahead, give it to us. Give us give us what you got cooked up, my friend. You've had it. You've had about a month to come up with something. No, listen, pump the brakes, man. Pump the brakes. You know these Yankees are always built for 162. The Not like this. Is Not like this. Built for right, Not we'll like see. this. But listen, you, you can't give this guy the award of executive of the year when everybody in the Yankee brass right now is holding their, pulling out their hairs and saying, what have we done that we didn't sign Oh, nonsense. That is such nonsense. Look, look, they would have loved to have been able to sign him. But when when was this magical time they could have signed Aaron Judge? When he was missing half the time with injuries, missing, you know, 40% of the season with injuries? It is what it is. The Yankees can afford to sign Aaron Judge whenever they want to. And if they want to sign him after the season, they'll do it then. Yeah, it's always going to take that one team, like Cano, and you, you're, not, you're not going to tell me that the message is going to stand by willy-nilly and not raise the price. I, I don't believe that. I, I think, think the Mets will. It, it would be smart business for them to do it. All right, and San Francisco's in the mix, too. They're, okay. not, they're not cheap. Okay. They're not can, poor. And, and you know what? The Yankees can, 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 can outbid yeah. the Giants, and they can outbid the Mets. They can outbid anybody they want. Listen, he pulled, he pulled, he pulled the same thing with Jeter. Remember when he started just telling Jeter, oh, you're, not the, right. you're not the best short Remember, and you know what? He they was right. Him, they made him Jeter. But yeah, Jeter was here. Jeter didn't. Jeter okay. didn't go off to the Giants. He didn't go off anywhere else. Look, if the Yankees want to sign Aaron Judge, they'll sign Aaron Judge. And if Aaron Judge wants to be here, he'll resign. He'll get a good deal. He'll get thirty-five million dollars a year for eight years, and everybody will be happy. And all this doom and gloom about, oh my God, they should have signed him. They they're going to cost. I heard somebody say that they, 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 Aaron Judge is going to make four hundred million dollars. So. I, we're a couple of weeks away from Hal Steinbrenner being uh, asked to just sign over the deed of the team to Aaron Judge. I think we're getting a little carried away. Aaron Judge will be fine. He's having a ama- This is exactly the way you wanted it to play out. Perfect. Perfect. If you're a Yankee fan, you have to be ecstatic. Right oh, my God. They win every day. He's the MVP. And yet, well, we should have signed him before now. Now he's going to cost a lot. Believe, you know what? If the Yankees had signed Aaron Judge before the season to some amazing deal, the beers are not going to be any cheaper at Yankee Stadium. The ice cream is still going to be the same price. All the things are still going to cost the same. So they'll figure out a way if they want to sign Aaron Judge, they'll sign Aaron Judge. Plus, let's face it, Gordon. I know I did. I'm sure you did. I've heard other calls on this station. People like, don't sign him. He's hurt right. all the time. Right. Why do Take you want another to sign year. Him? Let's see. And again, <laughs> you know, Eli saying, well, you know, don't don't uh, pump the brakes there. Oh, it's still possible Aaron Judge could get hurt this season, right? Sure. And if they had signed him to the contract, say they, they signed him to the contract that they, they offered right before the season, mm-hmm. and he got hurt, well, why did you sign him then? You know, this guy Kill always gets him. hurt. Why didn't you take wait until the season's Kill over? Him. You got all the money. You could sign him then. Hey, you kill the cash, but you kill the. Here's a guy who got you, Matt Carpenter. For Matt nothing. Carpenter, nothing. That's N- what Nestor is. Cortez for for basically Unbelievable. nothing. I mean, he's dominating. He's dominating. Yep. He, he's going to start. Gordon, he's he's in line to start the All Star game. 
Nestor, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Right. I mean, the team is winning every single day. I hate to break it to you guys. This is the glory days, right? Like, this is this is as good as it gets, at least at this day. They can't win the World Series yet. Unfortunately, they cannot win the World Series yet. But up until this point, it's about as good as you can do, people. Exactly. I mean, good. Even Joey Gallo's hitting. Well, It can't get much better than that, Gordon. No, he's yeah. hit more than you expected from him. Well, he's hit more than you expected. Key hits, yeah. key hits. He, he's a lot lower down on the circle of trust than Edward Diaz these days. I Let's understand, put it that and way. rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. But at least you're getting something from him. Yeah, no, look, I mean, you're winning in spite of him, right? I mean, what does it matter? <laughs> exactly. I mean, even even Aaron Hicks is hitting a little bit. <laughs> a little bit here and there. Home run. Hey, he had a home run in the in, in the comeback against the uh, the Twins. So. Sign things are pointed up. I mean, God, if Gallo and Hicks start hitting, I mean, they'll never lose. The thing for me is this, and this is what I say about Cashman, why I say about um, executive of the year. Mm-hmm. It's finding those hidden gems, Gordon. Yep. Okay, we know he knows how to spend money. We get that. But it's finding these little pieces that add depth to your team that allow you to rest guys, and if guys get hurt, you have you have got pieces that you can rotate, even if you want to, you know, platoon guys. I mean, let's face it, Stanton was out. Gordon, you really didn't miss him. Larry, they've lost their closer and their two main setup men coming into the season in Chad Green and Jonathan Lewiska. They have not missed a beat. I mean, imagine any other team losing three all-star level relievers of that caliber and not missing a beat. Plus you lost one last year to Tommy John, the, the, right. the lefty. Uh, 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 Britain. Yeah. Zach Britton. Yeah. That's, three, that's four relievers. Yeah. <laughs> four pretty good relievers. <laughs> four pretty good relievers, yeah. So, I mean, some teams don't have four good relievers. Well, look, if they end up losing two or three to the, to the Rays, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll start getting the calls. Cashman should have done this and Cashman should have done that. I'm just, and, and that will be fair. But what, you have to be fair. When things are going at a historic pace like this, can you just say, you know what? Job well done. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. Give him his credit. Okay, you, you can kill him later. Believe me, you'll, you'll find have something. plenty. Of, trust me, if they don't win the world, <laughs> if they lose game seven of the World Series on a home run that just happens to scrape over the wall, you can kill him then. But at least right now, be fair. The guy's yeah. done an amazing – and I, look, I wasn't a big fan of the moves made in the offseason. I wanted to see bigger moves made. Sure. But you got to own up and be a man and say, you know what, we got it wrong. He got it right. He's, he's yeah. laughing right now with, with the way the team is playing. It's, it's amazing. And I, and I believe when you go back to those, those championship teams of the 90s, Gordon with, with guys on the bench, Strawberry and Layritz and oh. – and, Rock Reigns and, and yeah, Reigns and, sure. and and you know those you know those guys like that. They push you. They push you. They, if you have a slump as a starter, you know I'm out. <laughs> okay, I'm sitting on the bench. All right, and so that that helps you out. That that keeps guys motivated. It keeps them it keeps them doing well. And I, look, I think he's done a great job up to this point. And that's all we can. <laughs> so we can I don't say. see how I don't see how anybody can complain. So all we can say is up to this point. And, and they haven't. I mean, that's the thing. Most people have not complained. And I did not think that that was possible, that we could have a baseball season that the Yankees play at such a degree that nobody is saying, hey, Aaron Boone's an idiot, or Cashman doesn't know what he's doing, or that the Yankees are, you know, they screwed this up or screwed that up. But uh, it's been an amazing run so far. Long way to go. A lot of long work way. to do. But long way. But the first goal is to win the division, and they're leading the division pretty well. Over 60 games, Gordon? You're doing okay. Can't be this, right? <laughs> this had only been 2020, Larry. We'd be we'd be cruising into the playoffs as, as the number one seed. Exactly, <laughs> going away, going away. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.